Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we get started today, because there are a few uh, opportunities I'm going to look at on lower time frames, it's uh, the end of the month, right? And I was briefly looking through my uh, briefly looking through my statistics as I was closing out the euro yen trade for break even on the second half of the position. Good seven pips on that trade, and um, I just thought of a cool lesson. I notice this all the time. I, I always preach this is what's important with trading, but I'm going to read you off some numbers, right? Because I want to show you how great I am. Um, but seriously, I'm going to read you all some numbers. I want you to pay attention to what, what you think is important after these numbers, okay? Plus 166, minus 36, minus 52, plus 240, plus 50, minus 80, plus 20, plus 26, plus 19, minus 68 plus 22, plus 130, plus 119, minus 40, plus 7, plus 28. Anything special you notice there? I'm so special, so special, so special. <laughs> I'm tossing them your way, Stuart. Take that with your milky chicken. Too many pluses. Oh yeah, it, I t look, I told you, I'm, I'm, I am batting, um, I'm batting well above my contract right now. So I, I'm, I'm still waiting for a drawdown. I'm, I'm still at like 68%. Cooled off from my 70% start. I'm still at 68%. I'm about 8% above what my ceiling is typically, typically at. Um, about what a thousand, somewhere over a thousand pips. It's about 500 pips this month, 500 plus something like that. But so here, here's if you notice, right? No triple-digit losses. Did you guys notice that? No triple-digit losses. I would say no big losses. There, there's an 80-pip loss and a 68-pip loss. I guess you can consider those big. But, again, there were a handful of, there was a 166, there was a 240, there was a 130, and a 119. So there were four trades out of, I think, the 15 trades I took. Four winners that were triple-digit winners. I, I would consider those big winners. And then the rest of the winners were a little, you know, just 28, 7, 22, 20. But what I avoided was the big loser. There was no minus 200. There was no minus 150. And I was talking to, I'm not sure if it was you guys or the other secret live room that I have that I don't tell you guys about. 
Um, but we were talking about how you just, you know, it really is just a game of survival, right? You, you kind of, you win, you hope to get a good win, and then you kind of just like tread water. You don't let the losses hurt you too much. You get these small winners that don't really help you too much, but you kind of just settle in the middle and you survive until that next win. And avoiding the big loss is what helps you survive. I know George has been talking all year about he's been battling between a little bit up to draw down to break even. Um, it's just survival mode. And if you can if, if, if you can be trading bad, right, not bad by like you're breaking your rules, but just like in a in a funk where the markets just aren't kind of, you know, agreeing with what you're doing. If you could be trading, quote unquote, bad and be break even, that's a positive. Because if you're bad as break even, what's going to happen when you get good and you, get, and you get on a hot streak? That's the way I always look at it. Now, again, it stinks to be trading bad. And again, quote unquote, bad is not I don't mean bad by like breaking your rules and stuff like that. I mean, bad. We're just like. Hey, my, my strategy is just not working, right? A drawdown. Like I'm trading good. It's just not working, right? And I know, again, I, I've spoken. I'm not sure if Cody's in the same book, but I know George, all, he shares very publicly on the chat. He's like, took this loss. I just had a little bit of profit. Now I'm about to break even. Now I'm minus two. And it's just surviving. But you're avoiding like the negative 30. You're not digging yourself into a hole. And hopefully you can just maintain, uh, maintain that until that hot streak comes. When that hot streak comes, you bounce up from negative two to maybe plus 10. And then you go into that holding pattern for a little bit more for maybe another two months. And then you go from plus 10 to plus 20, two months later. And you go into a holding pattern for two months and you go from plus 20 to plus 30, right? And before you know it, you're at the end of the year. If you're plus 30 at the end of the year, that's, that's a pretty darn good year. It's just, it's just not sexy getting there. That's the, that's the problem. It's very frustrating getting there because those win streaks come very, very quick. Right. Those wins come very, very quick. And those losses seem to drag out forever. It's like, yeah, two great trades in a row made a lot of money. And then it's like loss for like a month. It just drags out forever. Um, but that, that's also how we how we hold it in our mental capacity as well. We always we always seem to remember the negatives more than the positives. Right. That's that's typically how we are. Um, positives are expected. So it's like, yeah, that's supposed to happen. Uh, negatives, we kind of dread and, and, and carry them with us for a while. And then the same things in trading. Um, but I thought that was interesting. I always like going through my numbers for, for stuff like that. Um, just to look for trends. I don't have the same equity curve. I used to do it because I'm using the, the fancy tier one trading one this year. Um, but still, still cool. Still cool. Um, Sean says, Akil, um, don't do that. Why convince yourself you can't do better? Come on, coach. You're better than that. No, I'm just being honest with myself, Sean. I'm being, it's called being realistic. It's called being realistic. Let me ask, let me ask yourself this. What, what, uh, what share, uh, hundred, hundred or 500 something pips. Oh, share the pips with you. Okay. <laughs> no, not share the pips. Um, but here's the thing, Sean, what benefit would it do to me to say that I'm going to be a 90% trader? Let me ask you that question. Would that do any benefit? What do you guys think? Not just showing anybody. It would do nothing, really. So you have to understand, when I, when I say that, hey, I'm 68%, I'm, I'm batting outside my league right now, I don't mean that as a negative, but I know what my system produces. That, that's, that's, I've been doing this long enough, I've been consistent enough, that I know exactly where I should be. I know that on my worst, 
I'm about a 45% trader. At my best, I'm about a 65% trader. There's a, that's a pretty big range, 15% range there, right? Of where I typically lie and where I've consistently lied, laid. Lied, laid, consistently laid, okay. Whoa, that sounds something like something else. Let's uh, stop there. Um, there's about a 15% range where I'm, I'm consistently at, there we go, um, with my win percentage. So I just, I just know myself. And so when I say that, um, I don't mean it as a negative, like, oh, woe is me, everything bad's gonna come, but I'm preparing. I know that a drawdown's gonna come. And by mentally accepting that, now I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, make, any, I'm not gonna make any changes, I'm not gonna avoid trades, I'm not gonna start taking profits early, I'm not gonna do anything to sabotage my trading, because I never know when it's gonna come. But by mentally preparing that a drawdown will come, it allows me to handle it better. So now when it does come, it's not this big, scary thing, right? If someone's going to punch me in the face, I'd much rather be prepared to be punched in the face than sucker punched. If I know what's coming, I can prepare for it. I can handle it. I know how to react from it. If I'm sucker punched, I'm knocked out of my oodaloo. Boom, hit, and I get up. I'm all like, oh, 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 and I just start doing stuff and reacting. I start making emotional reacting. I start swinging everywhere. Maybe hit a friend of mine, something like that. So you don't, you, don't want, you don't want to be in that panic mode, right? That's the difference between being stressed and de-stressed, right? There's a big difference between stress and de-stress, right? How many of you guys have ever, um, how many of you guys are in, in, in colder weather places? How many of you guys have driven on ice and snow before on a routine basis? Let's put it that way. Anybody? Right? First time you, you've driven on ice and you, your, your car starts to slip, right? You panic a little bit? Think about your first time, right? Those wheels spin out from under you. You're like, oh, no, I'm drifting, right? A little bit of a, little bit of a panic, right? You're, you're, you're in, you're in a, a state of distress, right? You're like, oh, ah, 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 right? What happens when you, you do it now and, you, and you've done it a million times? What do you do? You know exactly how to handle it, right? You're oh, drifting a little bit. Turn the wheel. Don't slam on the brakes, right? You, you understand it, right? Distress is when you're panicking. You don't know how to handle the situation. You're just reacting. You're like, ah, ah, ooh, panic, ha, ha, ha. And you usually make your situation worse, right? Stress is in a stressful situation, but there's no panic there. It's just, yeah, you're, you're maybe spinning out of control. That's pretty stressful, right? But you're cool, calm, and collect because you know how you've been here before. You know how to handle it. You know how to adjust the wheel. You know how to avoid you know whatever's coming towards you. You're stressed, but you know how to handle your situation. And I think that's the difference between this drawdown, right? Me accepting the drawdown, I know that it's going to be a stressful situation. But I've been there before. I know how to handle it. I, I see the ice on the road. I'm preparing for what's coming. I may not slip on that ice and drift out, right? But I know I could. So I'm mentally preparing. How am I going to handle this? What am I going to do? When you don't see that and you're caught off guard, again, that's when you have the reactions. Typically, reactions are emotional. When you make emotional reactions in the market, typically you lose money. When you lose money, you get more in distress and you start making more uh, emotional reactions and lose more money until you eventually go broke. But uh, yeah, so it's not it's not a negative. It's just I, I think of it as reality. Same thing as like Shaquille O'Neal getting a wide open three point shot. He knows he shouldn't take it. Sometimes he will, but he knows he shouldn't take it. A little bit out of his range. <laughs>